Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. What a lovely day. There was no ice, no fog, no snow, and no sleet. All we're missing is the sun, right? To me, driving without those things is fantastic. So today is a fantastic to be here to worship together. For those who are online, we are thankful that you are joining us too. And so as we are gathered today, let us remember this is a joyous day in the Lord, a day that the Lord has created for us. And so we will rejoice and be glad. We do have some centering words to start our worship with. Listen to these words. What have you to do with me, Jesus of Nazareth? What hopes, what have you to do with my joys and my hopes, with my hurts and my losses? Come with grace and mercy. We do have some announcements Sarah will be sharing with us. Good morning, everybody. Um, we have a couple of announcements today, not too many. Make sure that you are reading your Friday update that you get in, the, in your email. I think I needed more coffee this morning. It'll be okay. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, our first announcement today is that Adult Sunday School will be meeting in the library today, not down in the normal classroom. So make sure that you go to the library and not the classroom. Uh, next Sunday, our Sunday School will be hosting the coffee hour, so Sunday, February 4th. Uh, after church, those uh, wonderful children that we have will be hosting a coffee hour. Stick around afterwards to enjoy some snacks. And then the coffee hour um, donations will be going to our Operation Snack Pack. Uh, as a reminder, the directories are in. So there is a limited amount, but if you had your picture taken or submitted a photo to be in it, please stop by and pick up a copy if you would like one. Coming up on Sunday, February 11th at the 8.30 service, we have our Super Service Sunday, and we will have our live band participating, as well as our Sunday school kids and the youth group in confirmation, and there will be soups available for carry-out after the service. It is Super Bowl Sunday, so what a better way to not have to worry about cooking that night so that you can just watch the Super Bowl. And lastly, um, I am... Shocked to discover that the uh, polar plunge is only a couple weeks away. Um, we are still trying to hit that $5,000 goal. We have a long, long way to go to get to $5,000 for Special Olympics. However, if you've ever wanted to tell me to go jump in a lake or tell Dustin to go dump, jump in a lake or Calvin or the girls in the back who actually are just the most adorable things ever when they jump in the lake, there's some of the younger participants that we have come from this church. So... If you would like to donate towards that, we would really appreciate it. I have a number of coworkers who are far too excited about telling me to jump in a lake. Um, so I think I'm probably going to end up jumping. <laughs> and, uh, but if you have questions about how to donate, let me know. You can write out a check to the church and put Polar Plunge on it. And we will take care of that with the office to make sure that that gets donated to the team. Um, I think that's all of our announcements today. Let's stand and sing our first hymn.
I'm going to ask that you remain standing. Fount of life, glorious one, your great works are full of honor and majesty. Ever living God, generous one, your goodness and faithfulness endure forever. Sheltering God, healing one, you remember your covenant and its promises to us. The works of your hands are faithful and just. Your teachings are trustworthy and true. Amen. Let us pray together. Faithful God, we stand in this congregation to give you thanks with our whole hearts, for your works are great. Your massive power upholds the universe. And yet, it is so intimate. It upholds our lives, tiny in the scale of the galaxies. You provide food for us and for all your creatures. From goldfish to whales, hummingbirds to eagles, ants to elephants. You nurture life in the seas, yet watch over the deserts. Your work is full of honor and majesty. Thank you for being mindful of us all, remembering your promises. May your creative love and faithful power endure forever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. We stand in good company, the congregation of our God of righteousness and mercy. Let us greet our siblings in the name of our good God. Meet and greet your neighbors with the peace of Christ. It's time for the children's sermon. Felicity, Zaya, can you come?
Good morning. Has your room at home ever been messy? <laughs> Both girls are shaking their heads yes. And then, did you have to clean up the mess? <laughs> oh, a, a no and a yes. What kinds of things do you usually have to clean up? <laughs> Messy stuff. Toys, books, anything on the floor? Do you ever vacuum your rooms? Your mom does that, or your dad. Sometimes I have messes at home. In fact, I have lots of messes at home. And they might look like this. What do you think? These messes might not be here at home. The church is normally clean all the time. We don't have these kind of messes here in our church. So do you think we should do something about this mess? Can you help? Thank you. Do we ever have messes in our lives? Sometimes. And messes also might be called troubles. We have troubles in our lives, too. But God can guide us. In today's scripture story, there is someone in Jesus' faith community who decides to spill his mess right in front of the middle of the worship service. The story calls that mess an unborn, unclean spirit. How do you think Jesus might have responded to that person's mess? How do you think Jesus might respond? Do you think he would get angry? He did not get angry, and he did not bawl the person out. Do we need to be helpful with people who have troubles? Yes, we do, and we shouldn't bawl them out. Sometimes we have messes in our own lives, but our faith community can actually help us with God's guidance. When we started today's time together, I made a mess but you helped me clean it up. Jesus helped the person with the mess, the unclean spirit, right there and then.
not only do we need not to be all cleaned up to be part of the church, we can invite others in the faith community to know about our troubles and they can help us. Then together with God's help, we can work together to help each other. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for Jesus who shows us how to receive and share your healing love even when things are messy. Thank you. And all of God's children say, Amen. I think I had it turned off or something because it I hear it now yep so we are united by Christ and so we share our joys and our concerns with one another and now is the time that we share it as you have a joy or concern I ask that you lift your hand um, lift up Sarah will follow your hand <laughs> bring you the microphone state your name lift up your joy or concern and I will follow that with a brief prayer close it with lording your mercy and I ask that you respond hear our prayers. I'm going to start right away. I know that some of us have been concerned about Dawn. Dawn is with her daughter, Matea, in Ohio right now. Matea has been in the hospital for, I think, about a week right now, maybe a little longer, and she is hopefully coming, going back to her home next week, but it sounds like it will be a long road to recovery. And so we really want to keep Matea in our prayers this week and Dawn as well, because we all know if our daughter or son is, and Tom too, <laughs> if, if our daughter or son is suffering, so are we. And so we want to keep all the family in our prayers. Lord, we lift up Matea today. We ask that you surround her with your healing love, mercy, and grace. Allow her to recover fully from what is afflicting her. Allow the doctors to help her along this process and give them the strength and hope they need to see that there is a brighter and better day coming up soon in which you will fully restore Matea to health. In Jesus' name we pray. Or I mean, Lord, in your mercy. Yesterday, I... Jan Holloway here. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to attend the Pinewood Derby. I have a number of grandchildren in Scouts, and I got to see friends there. Tom and Leanne were there for their granddaughter, Gina Hahn, and Nate Fossbinder was there for his son, Lincoln, and I, of course, enjoyed myself immensely. Good. Lord, we thank you for the many activities that our youth um, participate in that show us their creativity and their skill. We thank you for them getting together and maybe just entertaining us for an afternoon by how um, wonderful they are as they are your creation. Lord, in your mercy. 
Um, this is Janice Digman. I'd like continued prayers for my longtime friend's daughter, Sue Tatchy. She called me on Friday with not good news. She has seen two eye doctors, and they have told her she has to learn to live with, it, with her limited vision. And I just feel so bad for her because she was a career teacher. She taught school for years. And this is a very severe blow for her. So continued prayers. For Sue. Lord, we lift up Sue today. We know that her eye condition is not getting better right now. And we know we've prayed for miracles. And sometimes miracles don't take the same shape in a person's life as, as we want them to. And Lord, you know more than we do. We pray that as she has this vision disability that she finds that her other senses are heightened we find that she too can live a quality a qualitative and meaningful life even with the loss of her vision lord we just ask that you give her hope and strength and grace through this time lord in your mercy tom lindahl <clears throat> i uh, guess i would call this a joy but I want to give thanks to the medical world for creating new medicines over time. Leanne started on a new one towards the end of December, and it appears to, it isn't going to heal her completely, but at least it limits her episodes that she has, and it appears at least the one she had this past week to keep the anger issues down to a livable kind of anger. So anyway, and it shortened the time that she normally has been, which means she didn't go without food as long, and she's already down to where she, every time she doesn't have her nutrition, she just ends up with losing some more weight. So. We bless the people who are involved in all of this. Lord, it is hard for us to totally understand all the hands that go into making new medications, all the testing that happens, all the people that are involved, but we know many people are involved. Yet when a new medication comes out that helps our spouse, as Tom has explained, has helped Leanne, we are so thankful for you, God, for you inspiring people to further their knowledge, for you giving people the gifts and graces that allow them to learn so much that they can discover new things and new ideas and bring about new healing. Lord, we know that you are our ultimate healer, and we still pray to you for complete healing, yet we know that you have given other people gifts and graces, and so we thank you for that. And we pray that continuations in, in new medicines that help people survive longer and better keep coming about lord in your mercy good morning i'm carol lang and excuse me if i cry during this time i nearly lost my little brother this last week um, thanks to the people at the facility where he lives he was taken to the hospital his blood pressure was very high and his heart rate was very low. Um, they weren't 
he didn't have to go to the UNM hospital this time because the local hospital kept in touch with the cardiac um, team over at UW, um, not UW, but uh, Long Hospital, at, U, at the hospital of UM. And um, my niece said that he was getting his color back, and I did talk with him for a few minutes, and I haven't heard anything recently, but um, that's been on my mind for the last couple of days. He's my only sibling. We've always been the only sibling, and we're very close. Thank Can you. you remind me of his first name? His name is Lyle. Lyle? Lyle. Lord, we lift up Lyle today, Carol's brother. We pray that you bring healing to him as he has been in the hospital recently. We understand how Carol is feeling that, that sense of uneasiness, that sense of, of worry that we have, and yet she is so faithful in you, Lord. We pray that you bring healing to her brother, guide the hospital as they discover what should be done next, and allow them to continue to have hope and faith in you. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning? All right. I know there are many, and there are still in your hearts, so let us pray. Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here today, we have many joys, concerns, issues that seem to plague us at times, and yet it is hard to say them out loud. Sometimes it's hard because we know we will cry. Sometimes it is hard because we know that the whole world might know if we say it out loud. Sometimes, Lord, it is just too deep and too painful that the only person we can lift it up to is you. And so, Lord, let us take a moment of silence to allow those whose voices were not heard this morning to lift up their joys and concerns to you. Lord, in the silence, we still feel your presence. We know that you hear us. Even when it is a heartfelt prayer that doesn't enter out of our lips, that you know us so well. If you know the hairs on our head, you know the feeling in our heart. And so we have lifted our prayers to you in the full knowledge and hope that you receive them. And hear what we need and monitor it with what you know we need. Lord, sometimes we're unsure of where we should go next. And yet we turn to you and you often offer us a direction. Lord, this Sunday, may it be so. This week, may you continue to guide us. And this year, may you fill us with your grace, your mercy, your peace, and your love. And so as we do all those things in Jesus' name, we pray together the prayer he taught all who would follow him to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
The scripture reading this morning is from Mark 1, 21 through 28. This is from the New International Version. Jesus drives out an impure spirit. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Thus ends the reading of the scripture. Sometimes the readings we have of impure spirits and Jesus casting out demons from people affect different people in different ways. One of the churches that I was serving had a young woman who had epilepsy. And sometimes even in a church service, she would feel the beginning signs that she was going to have an episode. And she would have to excuse herself After one of the readings, because Jesus casts out demons in a lot of different places in the Bible, I'm not sure which reading it was that I was reading, she came up to me and she asked me, do you think this is a demon that I have, this epilepsy? And I do not. I'm pretty sure it's a health issue that you're dealing with, I told her. And for some reason, that gave her a great sense of relief I don't know where along the line that she thought that these impure spirits, these demons that seemed to afflict her, were somehow her fault, I think, is what she was thinking. And we know when we've had children who have had different illnesses that there are no illnesses that are your fault. Certainly, there are some things that might contribute to long-term illnesses, but generally speaking, if it's a child, there's nothing they did. She wasn't still a child at this point. She was a young adult, and she was definitely troubled. As you can imagine, a person who goes to school with episodes that come on erratically and have a a seizure might have been teased, might have been brought up believing different things. But she was one of the most beautiful women I have ever met. And that love that she has for people just shined through her. She had a wonderful family, a wonderful church, and I believe that she had a good faith. But sometimes readings that we have in the Bible disturb us, and this one disturbs some of us. Because impure spirits aren't something that we necessarily can quantitatively say what they are exactly, because most of us have not dealt with an exorcist. 
I've never performed one, to be honest. I've never met anybody that I was sure needed one. And yet we all are plagued by different impure spirits as, as a church body even. Some of those impure spirits that try to get under our skin may be called gossip. It might be something that we're holding onto that we heard in our youth, like, you know, I don't think you can do that because it takes a great deal of study. I'm speaking for myself. I've heard things like that. It's too hard. You won't be able to do it. Those words creep into our persona and how we feel about things and causes this great sense of doubt in yourself. This man, he was in the synagogue, and we want to remember Jesus didn't go to church, did he? He went to the synagogue. The synagogue in Capernaum was pretty close, according to the archaeology that we have around this area, to where Peter's house was. Some people say or they believe Peter's house was merely just a stone throw away. How cool is that? And in these houses in those days, they would have like a main room where everybody gathered. But as people got married, they would just kind of build on. And so a family became a community. And they were probably at the synagogue that morning. And if I call it church, you catch me on it. (laughs) They were at the synagogue morning or afternoon whenever Jesus had gathered on the Sabbath. And this man came into the church, nobody was aware that he had an impure spirit, or he would not have been allowed to just come in, would he? Because they didn't want unclean people in the worship area. And so he was there. And as Jesus was preaching with authority, and and some of us can tell the difference between someone who preaches with authority and somebody who preaches just kind of so-so, right? Now, I don't preach with the same authority Jesus did. We can guarantee you that. There is no way I can. Jesus was teaching of the authority of somebody who knew this word so intimately and understood it. It was almost as if he wrote it as he was explaining it to those who were there. What an amazing thing to encounter somebody who can preach with such authority on the word of God. And so they were gathered there in the synagogue hearing this word when suddenly, and I'm going to pull it out so I get the words right, a man stood up and a spirit cried forth for him and said, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Be quiet. Come out of him. The impure spirit said, I know who you are. Holy One of God. Oh, how I've wanted to tell impure spirits in my mind, I know who you aren't because you are not of the Holy One of God. You know those thoughts that wake you up, that tell you you're not worthy, that your job isn't as important as you think it is, those thoughts that plague you about every decision you make. They're there, trying to get under your skin. But we can call on the name of the Lord and say, you know, be quiet. Hush. I don't want to hear from you. 
I want to hear from the one who I know. I want to hear from the one who gives us that authority that is found in Scripture. I want to hear from the one who strengthens and builds us up, not tears us down. And we as a church need to listen to that one who can build us up, who doesn't leave us in the darkness of our own thoughts and dreads, but tells us that it is possible, that he is all-powerful, that he is mighty, and that he is our God, because that is what is going to pull us through those dark nights of the soul. We need to have that faith. We need to be able to call on the Lord Jesus, our Savior. We don't say that lightly. Sometimes in church, we're pretty quiet. Our spirit doesn't seem to call out too much to anybody. Sometimes you're like, Pastor, shh, you're a little loud for this congregation. You might be keeping us awake today. But sometimes if we recognize how powerful the ter- the, our God is, I believe Ann Dilliard said that instead of wearing velvet hats and softball caps, well, she didn't say softball caps, she had another kind of hat, that we would come on with in the church with combat helmets on. For our Lord is powerful. Our Lord is majestic. And he can make a change in your life. I believe with God, all things are possible if it is the will of God in our lives. Do all things happen according to our will? (laughs) I hope not. Because our will is flawed. Our will is not 100% secure in the word of God every single moment of every single day. That's why we need to study more, why we need to read more, why we need to pray more, why we need to join together in our groups and support one another more because we on our own cannot do it. We need the Holy Spirit's guidance. And if we're not feeling the Holy Spirit's guidance in our life, we need to lead on somebody who is, right? Can I hear an amen? All right, thank you, church. Sometimes we need to be loud. Sometimes we need to lift our hands. Sometimes we need to worship the Lord in spirit and body and in might with all our soul. So sometimes when we hear songs, we'll lift up our hands. We're from northern Wisconsin, so we'll lift up our hands. (laughs) Southern Wisconsin. I'm from northern Wisconsin. I'm way down here. Sometimes we have a hard time expressing how holy and awesome we think our God is, and yet we have to begin somewhere, don't we? Sometimes we begin with people we know in church and say, oh, our Lord is so awesome, but sometimes I still have these doubts, and I need some help with them. And you need somebody to pray with you and say, be quiet. Those words of doubt, those words that are holding you back from being the fullness that you can be in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, I may have been in ministry sooner if I hadn't listened to those voices. And there are days that I regret that, and there are days that I say, but then, because of that, I've heard the voices. And I know how damaging they can be. 
And so perhaps it makes the word even stronger when you say to God through Jesus, I know who you are. Rough points in our life don't define us. What defines us is our faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. So this week, live it out. If you see somebody who's suffering, if you see somebody who is having a problem with their spirit, don't say to them, be quiet. Say, we need to tell that spirit that is guiding you astray to be quiet, to leave you, because you, and if any of you are dealing with it, I want to tell you right now, you are worthy of the love of Jesus Christ. Every single bit of you. Leave the evil spirits behind. Allow those voices of doubt to stop bothering you and embrace and love our Savior. Amen. amen. That was great. I heard a great amen. So part of that is to help us accept each other because as we know, we're not all perfect. So let us rise to our feet and sing together. may be seated. Let us join together in our prayer of confession. Gracious God, when we speak of your great power, 
the power that abounds in creation all around us. We sometimes wonder if it is in our own lives. We hear that you are faithful, that you remember us and your promises, yet there are places in our lives that don't feel quite right. We often wonder what you have to do with our lives, especially in the places that hurt. Help us trust your promise grace, for we long to touch your healing peace. Amen. Hear these words of assurance. God holds true to God's promises and sends redemption to God's people. Let us rejoice in the God who remembers and redeems. Amen. And now, not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, and our prayers. I invite the ushers to come forward for receiving today's tithes and offerings.
Let us pray together our offering prayer. Holy One, Jesus of Nazareth, Spirit from on high, may our gifts reveal your grace and mercy far and wide. May others learn of your faithful love through the power of your works and through the gifts we bring this day. May they also learn that you have everything to do with their lives. Amen. Let us sing together majesty. Worship his majesty. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? What do you have to do with the world, Jesus of Nazareth? Let us give thanks with our whole hearts. Amen. Let us be seated and hear our last bit of music. Oh, yes. Let's give a hand to the choir.
in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.